Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. Um, you're joined by your sometimes host Matt and joining me this evening is my other stalwart compatriot Ben. Hi there Ben. Ben the never host. Ben the never host but always there. You like that 27 dresses yeah. bridesmaid. Yeah, yeah. Where's the where's the bridesmaid? Never the bride. Hey? Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel a bit. I feel a bit aggrieved now. I've just realised this. Like, I've got to. I'm going to have words with the with the boss. It's fine. I mean, next time this happens, I'll give you the reins if you like. I'll probably cock it up. No, it's fine. It's easy enough. Um, yeah. Uh, Adam's joining us eventually. I think he should be any minute now. Yeah. He said we we already obviously this for people listening this this won't matter but we we are starting 15 minutes late but adam is late for our late start yeah so we'll see how that goes but um so let's see i kind of there's one that i kind of want to do without adam because it's fun to do it without him but it'd be an interesting one because his take would also be good there's a interesting little comment section on sport 24 which is contrasting... Interesting comment section on Sports24. Was it, uh, you know, some sort of horribly uh, racist cult? No, sorry. Um, it's not an actual comment section. It's an opinion piece rather than editorial. Oh, uh, okay, okay. That makes more sense. Um, where they spoke about, so look, contrasting the Sharks and the Bulls and then their sort of approaches to squad building. So where the Sharks are focusing on young cats from like uh, from KZN, Eastern Cape, and a little bit from the Free State, and then Jake White just getting a checkbook and the ability to buy whatever player he wants and to see who's reaping the better awards right now. Yeah, is it just rumor mill, or is Johan Huysen going to the Bulls? Um, he so that's also another news article I was. He is signed for the Bulls. He okay, is okay, never. Okay, yeah, never mind. Let's talk. Well, if we're going to talk no, about no, fuck later. it. Bring him in. Bring him up as well. I mean, yeah, no, no, but yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess it sort of it ties into all of it. But I guess it depends what you want. If you, to be honest, if you want results, the Bulls' approach, Jake White's approach, is better because you you buying you buying a ready-made package. The Sharks are effectively, obviously, they still they still recruiting and stuff, but it's a uh, it's a slow burner. Ultimately, if the players stick around and develop as desired, you probably end up with a better, more cohesive, more loyal team for a lot cheaper. Well, theoretically, at least, I guess by the time they're all yeah, so, superstarish, you know, you sort of you're still having to meet the same kind of salary bill. So but yeah, like I obviously for in terms of South African rugby, we would prefer it if everyone had the sharks the sharks approach, but. Hmm. Yeah, so, so on the cheaper point, the Sharks are saying their approach is not necessarily cheaper. So, um, the, one of the key. Let me close this window next to you. Sorry. Less traffic noise. I can just hear cars. Um, let so their Everett sort of come through their system as a, and a lot of the players like so they specify Nohamba and Butelezi and Dylan Richardson are like guys that Everest coached at like the under 19 level for the, for the Sharks and, it's, and apparently it still costs a fair bit of money to sort of keep these these cats on the books over the period of time and all that and that's so like yes they're not paying 
the big salary for three years, but they've got to pay these guys salaries for eight, nine, ten years. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. Um, and yeah, you're also eyeing them out from such a young age, and you're sinking so much into them that you almost, it's almost like a sunk cost fallacy at some point that kicks in with these guys. Yeah, I guess it also, like, to obviously look at the other side of it, like, it's a pretty much a, a kind of a fact of life now that South African players leave. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, a, a lot of players, I think they they play with the the intention of, you know, catching someone in France or someone in UK, someone in Scotland, whatever is I, to be, to go get sent off and, you know, go make big bucks. Yeah. Like, that seems... Uh, the cleverer so obviously say someone like um let me say even someone who's been there for a little bit say like someone like Dwayne from Mullen leaving the Bulls it's obviously it's not it's not ideal for them but they haven't actually sunk a huge amount of cost into him apart from like you know they've kind of they've sort of got his best years out of him yeah for no real um yeah um for no real extra cost where someone like uh, James Venter could quite easily leave before his best years yeah definitely which obviously is it's which is obvious Terrible. sorry I'm trying to do James, James is an animal puzzle on the floor and I'm trying to do it but I can't I think I'm missing a piece <laughs> are you are you buckled by like a 12 piece puzzle right now yeah basically like fuck like no, there must be a piece missing. Okay, <laughs> yeah, never mind. I'm just going to step away from the time. Yeah, so even, yeah, see, so this sort of, the article sort of mentions the, mentions the, the rumors with old um, uh, Khaleesi possibly going to the Sharks, and the Sharks are being a little cagey and bullish about that because obviously they quite rightly saying that if he rocks up there, it kind of also puts a bit of a the feathers up in a couple of the guys they've been sort of grooming in the loose forwards and the leadership positions as well like um for leadership wise and pepsi who's in the back row there who would most probably likely get replaced by khaleesi yeah yeah it does sort of um so it's like a yeah it is sort of contrary to the strategy but that's you know that's why you don't sell 51 percent of your company if you've got a plan yeah and then and um no, it would, it would be... Also, it must be noted, the Bulls also aren't just buying excellent players. They've also managed to grow some decent little home guys like Ron Nokia, David Creel, Stedman Hans, and Kirtley Arendtsel all sort of came up through their system. Who was it? Eindruck? What was his name? Oh, uh, um... He was good as well. Fuck, what is his name? I can't remember, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, um... No, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, like, uh, I think the Bulls are the Bulls are doing all right development-wise, to be yeah. honest. Look, and I think holistically we like the Sharks' approach, sort of holistically more than the Bulls' approach. But also, you can't argue that neither are without merit. They both sort of are doing well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fair, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. But let's, let's speaking of the Bulls and their spending spree, let's. Go to the one, the cat that's out the bag. That apparently Johan Khusen has signed a three-year deal to join Jake White's Bulls. 
three-year deal signed by Johan Kursen guarantees you at least five games. Yeah, so he's he's apparently there to fill the void left by the great and upcoming Mornay stay. 36-year-old. Oh, so Mornay's gone now. Mornay's gone apparently then. Or he's, uh, he's on his way to be gone. Okay, okay, well that's... I think I think I think mention of Johan Khoisen got Adam here quickly. Okay, yeah. guys, it's official. I've there's a piece missing. What's missing? It's the giraffe's bo- the giraffe's body. Uh, what was vital. undoing me is I is I didn't realize the puzzles had pictures on both sides. Oh, uh, okay. So you can't. Okay. So you yeah. So, so you were fooled by. The double-sided. Okay, no, fair enough. Yeah, I was fooled by the concept of 3D spaces. Yeah. So, other notable big signings that Jake White's made now, sort of post-regular season in the Carrick Cup, is Marcel Kutsier and Francois Hochart, who also will be set to join the squad in about June-ish, by the looks of it. Yeah. So they. Oh no no, Marcel's already there. Isn't it? No, I can't remember. Matt, there's some music playing in the background. I don't no. know if you can hear it. No, that's not me. It's, on, it's not on my side. Uh, it's probably... Is, does it sound like... Do, 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 no, I think it might have been me. Cause... Okay, sorry. That was me. Yeah, I'm sorry being, about that. I'm being very careful not to open tabs after last week. Yeah, after we actually, accidentally advertised bacon or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah. Anyway... Um, um, yeah, so so the so the Bulls, so they're gonna be rocking Kuvasen, Mosokutsia, and Hochart as like a Francois Hochart in, in smaller letters because I reckon he must be a bit past it. Yeah, I reckon. Oh, I don't know where's he coming. But the from? question is, uh, Worcester Warriors. Is he at Worcester Warriors? Okay. I think so. Yeah, he was there for for a while. Okay. Possibly via Japan or something. Mm. Mm. Uh, so are we are still only on that like, bulls news. Well, we're slowly digging our way through some news here. Don't stress. Oh. Yeah, Adam God. Yeah. Adam, you know when the curry cup in May. Well, you maybe you do. It depends if it this rainbow right. cup thing comes up. Oh god, that's falling apart, but I couldn't find an article on that. I just saw rumors of that. Yeah. Oh, the Rainbow Cup. Yeah. There's just yeah. rumors. There's no actual articles on that just yet. Obviously, it's the same ones that are tanking the British and Irish Lions tour. Which we should not probably yeah, mention I'm, again. I'm actually getting a bit pissed off with this British and Irish Lions tour where they're like, oh no, we'll just have it in the UK. But the U- fuck South Africa is at the moment like yeah and like oh we need to travel to them or whatever it's just fucking annoying so there is apparently quite a rabid online petition going now to say that it should be postponed for held out for another year or whatever and hopefully in 2022 amid more sort of readily available vaccines we might stand a better chance of actually getting to play the, the Lions to a year in SA me as a ticket holder that's preferable i don't know i mean fuck i can wait another year because i've at least got the tickets because according to the po- i checked the policy the tickets do roll over if they do move them out 
Yeah. Were you, were you desperately reading your, your force majeure clauses and your tickets? Yeah, no, look, the, the tickets all say, like, if they cancel over COVID, they'll pay you back. That's the first thing I read. Yeah. Like, do I, get, do I get the amount of money I laid out for these back? Cool. Next. Yeah, so. yeah. so sorry was that actually a news story or did i just bring it up randomly um so it is a news story then that there is the petition and that they are trying looking at various things but obviously no one wants to say shit because no one wants to confirm anything because the second they confirm second anything gets confirmed someone has to pay out a lot of fucking money so i think we're gonna yeah are they gonna drag it till the last we're gonna uh, hear like I'm gonna be driving to PE for like the SA Invitational game, and they're gonna cancel it. <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, I don't know, but isn't it? How would how would you describe it? Isn't it South Africa's tour to refuse at this point? If you know what I mean. I, oh, that we've. Because like like we the hosts, so yeah. we should be the ones saying no, don't come, and yeah. unless we say that, they almost obliged to come. Yeah, they've now signed the contracts and that. It's not like they, the governing body of the tour, they or the organizers or whatever. They visiting us. Yeah, they they visit. So so you know, if if we go to the UK, it's got to be South Africa's decision to go to the like, you know, the British and Irish lines can't unilaterally decide. Okay, we're going to the UK because South Africa be like, hey, you promised to come here, fuckers. Like. Yeah. No. Definitely. Uh, yeah, so that's definitely one way to look at it. Um, Rassi had a big interview. I haven't read through it yet. Um, mentioned bits, but uh, like every sort of website put out like four different separate articles based on that interview on various things he said. I'm going to look at one Nana. But yeah, so Rassi seems says he's sort of fighting for the tour to happen in some way or form or other and that it's not going to get called off. And there's another... Well, yeah, I think he's just desperate for the boys to play. Like, I mean, according to a quote from Faf, the guys are all still in their various group chats, all talking about wanting to play together and play the play the Lions tour and all that. Because, yeah, um, as Rassi pointed out, a lot of players actually sort of extended their careers, their like, t- test careers, to play this tour. And now, if they don't get a chance to play it, it's kind of a shit show for them. Yeah, I guess if you, if you look at someone like, like no one from our side really jumps to mind. Yeah, well, I mean, because yeah, Beast pulled the ripcord already. Yeah, so Beast pulled the plug, Francois Lowe pulled the plug. Yeah. Um, and everyone else. But so someone like Elowin Jones. Yeah, he definitely sort of extended his career he for this. He definitely extended his career for this. And then, like, if, you know, if it's 2022, he might just say, fuck, I'll just hang on for another year and play the World Cup. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's already broken Richie McCaw's record. He may as well make it un- impossible for someone else to break it. Yeah. He's going to, maybe he'll be like Sergio Parise and he'll just never get a send-off. <laughs> he just keeps, oh, fuck, is Parise still playing, actually? Has he had a send-off? I'm sure he's still, still searching for his final game. No, but surely he played in the Autumn Cup or something and then got to wave at the crowd and say goodbye. Or did Italy pull a Fiji and just have all their games cancelled that he was trying to play? Autumn Cup was no crowd though. Oh fuck yeah, I don't know. Shame man. Poor dude. Um, I mean, there's rumours that we'll end up playing in. If we if it goes ahead this year, it will be in the UK. Yeah. I reckon that's probably what's going to happen. So that so yeah. I, I I honestly think we say no. I think we say 
we all played play... in South Africa or we all played in New Zealand? Yeah, you either play. I don't know. They have to tour. That's stupid. I mean, what the fuck is SA touring the British and Irish lines? That makes no fucking sense. Like, it... but it won't. It won't be proper. It'll be. It'll be a. It'll be a force. It'll be. It'll be such a far. It'll be a fast, let alone a force. Yeah. Anyway, because um, to be honest, they're not doing significantly better with COVID. We act like there's no bloody, there's nothing wrong there. Like, whatever, like 2,000 people a day are dying there or some shit. Like, it's not. They're, they're picking just as bad as us. Um, yeah, yeah, like, why are we putting them? It's it's colonialism, basically. It's, yeah. yeah it's like... definitely is that, like, looking at the at the West, and the West is doing better than the global South. It's just that that immediate sort of knee-jerk reaction to it, whereas, yeah, they're taking yeah, it quite bad. Yeah, it's reaction, like, oh, they do No, they're not. They fucking, they're doing terribly. Like, let's not pretend it otherwise. Like, uh, yeah, it, but money talks. Yeah, so... We'll see, we'll, we'll see about the money. Yeah, but so, let's yeah, get off that. If, okay. if the tour is going to make fuck all in South Africa or make fuck all in the UK, I'd rather it made fuck all in South Africa. Yeah. That's the thing, that we, it's a lose-lose for us if it goes to the if it goes to the UK. Because we get a little bit of TV money out of it. We don't get any of the other revenue that we needed. Yeah, but I guess it's the same if it goes to SA with empty stadiums. Yeah, that's also the problem. But that's the thing. In terms of money, we make the same if it goes to SA with empty stadiums. Or yeah, but if it pushes UK. out a year, I think it, we make a bit more money. Yeah, well, theoretically, at least, fuck. You would hope. But yeah, um... Speaking of money talks and all that, let's move off from that and let's look at, you mentioned the Rainbow Cup and in, in preparation of the Rainbow Cup, Western Province have announced that they're in talks with a partnership with Stade Francais, who I know is not in the Rainbow Cup, but apparently if this partnership goes through, Western Province will be able to have a headquarters in Paris, which they can use as a base of operations for the Rainbow Cup. And then also they promised to have a player knowledge exchange and coaching exchange as well as annual Western Province or Stormers rather, Stormers and Stade Francais, Cape Town or Paris alternating annual matches. Cool. Um, which, so Rainbow Cups, the Pro whatever pro 14, it is. Pro, pro 16 whatever it is. Pro, pro 16. Yeah. But that's in doubt at the moment. That's in doubt in the moment, but yeah, so... Speaking of speaking of that, Western Province just announced that France clearly wants to give them, which makes sense because I feel like Western Province is the most French of the SA franchises, like big forwards and then just a good couple of like flare backs. When the moment strikes. Remember the, the Sharks used to get a friend. Well, they had Michelac and they had. Yeah, they used to have. Who were they with? They were with. Toulouse. Did they? No. Let me see. What? Sharks. I don't know who. Who did? F I can't see there. So what are you looking at? No, I'm just trying to see if I can find any sort of sharks French connection the teams. What team they? Because they did have one with the team. You're right. I can't remember the what. Ant will tell us tomorrow in the group. Yeah, Ant will know. Ant's screaming at the pod right now. Just furiously typing in all caps in the group. How dare you fucking forget it was like Bordeaux or something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the Grenoble? 
Yeah. Um, anyway, so there is that in preparation of the Rainbow Cup. Um, let's see. So other news, more locally, also in Feb, Franchise Cup, which is in doubt and also possibly going to go forward. Um, a certain coach of the Eastern Cape has weighed in. Peter de Villiers has said. Peter de Villiers. Yep, he has said that he feels that it's um, to quote him a watershed moment for his team and that they are ready for the challenge. So if you know they decide to expand this Rainbow Cup to more than just you know the franchise sides in SA, that you know he's keen for the EP Kings or no, sorry, it's not even the EP Kings, it's the EPRU, EP Elephants, to join in. Yeah, fair enough. Let them join. I'm I mean, not a complaint. If they do, because I mean, yeah, if they expand, because I think it's, I don't even think it includes the cheaters right now. I think it's just the four Super Rugby guys. Yeah, it's just the four just playing each other five times or whatever. Bullshit. So four of them plus the cheaters plus Gregos, Pumas. I mean, make it an eight-team side. Put the kings in. Oh, the elephants in. Yeah, well, a four-team tournament is pretty stupid. No? Yeah, make it an eight-team tournament. Fuck. I mean, PE's worth putting in, and it's worth actually seeing if PW can pay dividends on what he's saying. I mean, it's... Yeah. I feel if there's a time to experiment, it's now. Yeah, definitely. And let's see. Last, last two bits before we close out the news section and move on to previews for Super Rugby. Today is Super Rugby Aotearoa's turn. But first, yes. Utah Warriors have signed Namibian flyoff Cliven Lobsha. This one's just for Alex. Fuck, right. why, didn't, why didn't we start with that? Sorry. I'd, yeah, that's the real news. Sorry, that tab, that tab was the first one I did open for news. Now. I like I like the I like Utah and Namibia. Like the guys used to desert life. Exactly. Like it's it's a great. Exactly. Like, like they they've culturally it through. fits. Like culturally it fits. He, he's got a great agent. Well done. Yeah. So culturally this fits. He's player. He's apparently arriving there shortly. He's most recently played for the Yorkshire Carnegie. Or now called Leeds Tykes in the RFU well, Championship. Do you know what we forgot? Oh, we forgot about was yes. Saracens. Yeah. Saracens mm. lost their opening champ rugby or their opening championship or whatever second division match to Ealing Trailfinders. So everyone's favourite championship side in the UK right now, Ealing Trailfinders. And I mean, yeah, it, but like Saracens didn't I looked play at the Saracens side. side, and it wasn't a, it, it was it wasn't their first side, but it, I mean, like Vincent Koch was there, like as Ant pointed out, Vinny Vilipola was there, like two World Cup finalists in that side. I mean, admittedly for two yeah. different teams, but still. Do you, do you reckon on these on these Springbok? WhatsApp chat groups where Oaks are keen for the Lions, they're just railing on Vincent Cock right now. For losing a fucking second division. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of. What was weird question? Was that game on TV? I don't know. I think it was. It looks like it would have been in the UK, like on some small TV. Yeah, I'm kind of keen to keen to see the highlights of that. Yeah. So. But yeah, guessing the world's collective hate finally paid off. And actually, I don't know. For all I, for we know, Ealing Trailfinders had a cracking game and deserved the win. Yeah, by the looks, by the, so the, some of the comments I saw, they really did do well. And 
they actually had a good game. So congrats to them, really. I saw, I saw Saris's account tweeted, losing bonus points secured. <laughs> Fucking silver lining, eh? Jesus Christ, imagine yeah. that, being the Saracens and not getting a clean sweep of the championship when you get relegated like that. Well, not just your first game there. Like, welcome to the jungle, baby. Like, yeah. Oh, Christ. No, no. Imagine, like, like I, always, I always wonder because, you know, you get, you know, most teams sort of live tweet their games. Yeah, so the Sari one, I know, because I scrolled through the Saracens one the other day to get hold of the, the team sheet to put in the group. So they were tweeting quite a bit, actually. They were quite busy throughout. Yeah, yeah but I mean, like, what do you do when your team's just getting dicked on? Like, well, it wasn't really a dicking on. It was, to be fair to the Saracens, it was. No, no, no. It wasn't a dicking on. But like now, I'm saying hypothetically, you know, you're the. I don't know. Should we look at? You're the, say, say you, say you, the Bulls the other week, where the Pumas just ran I, rampant. I was gonna say, should I just go check what the Bulls Twitter looks like? Because I think you just look yeah, up. Like, like what you do is you just, you just start posting point updates and you just like try yeah that's it you just type 42. try and then the score and you don't even put players names anymore or anything you're just like 67 <laughs> yeah, minutes try 44 14 fuck Oaks. let's just call it a day you don't i think they even start dropping the hashtag at some point so Oaks can't search it pretty much oh wow no. not too bad I mean, I'm looking at now, the Bulls, credits where credits due, they still typed out quite a bit, so, 60 minutes, Picasso, uh, Picasso Pumas, 37, Vodacom Bulls, 14, and then, let's see, 62 minutes, try, Williams, spots a gap near the chalk and scores, smuts, converts, so that's not bad on an opposition try for them, for them to type out after that, so good on, good on the Bulls, good on the Bulls for that, the humility. So, yeah, fair enough. should we mention a gentleman who doesn't have much humility, and that's Yuri Ru? Actually, I don't know if what he has. What did you do now? So, he... So, um, well, he's going to prison. Yeah, besides that. Um, mm. So, Ikasa are putting out, um, proposing the removal of exclusivity of broadcasting rights in South Africa. So, specifically for, like, the, the rugby matches and that. And that the right should be split between multiple broadcasters, uh, multiple packages and broadcasters. And so SA Rugby and the Premier Soccer League are both fighting this quite hard. And Yuri Zeru is saying that if this goes through as it stands, SA Rugby is dead because they make all their money apparently from exclusivity rights. No, he's right. Yeah, I, I think a caster on crack. What, they think the SABC counts? The SABC is a joke, a giant tin pot of corruption. Um, and he's right. It's, it doesn't work. It, like TV rights work on exclusivity in some form of premium. Yeah, so um, wait, figure-wise, broadcasting rights make up 50% of their current income and TV exposure brings in 26%. They make 0.3% of their income from the state, just for completeness. How do they make any income from the state? I'm assuming it's, like, it's, 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 it's probably a grant or a subsidy because it technically is like, like as Sar, as independent as Saru is, I think Saru is still you know, holding to beholden to the state and to have to answer to them. So yeah, so yeah, Yuri Rude 
doom scrolling on the on the current state of rugby if Akasa manages to do it. Um, yeah, the Akasa still need to do an impact assessment. Yeah. So it's not. It's yeah, look, he says around. it's still. Yeah, he says it's still in the comment phase. If anyone wants to update comments, there are two weeks to do it in. I mean, yeah, go for it, guys. And last bit of news is just I just want to highlight that Rassi Rasmus, where everyone else has been shitting on the Curry Cup, Rassi Rasmus, you know, saying everyone they've done well, they can all the teams, especially the four in the semi-finals, can sort of hold their heads high and think that they've done a good job. And that they've played in strange conditions. The players have, I mean, like the idea of isolating for 16 days after exposure to COVID and all that. Like, as much as we've also complained about the product, I think it's all in all, it's not been a bad curry cup. Yeah, they've, they've put something out. If you consider the conditions that they played in, like 37 degree temperatures. You're also, you're also considering just like, fuck, they, you know, they had all the isolation, all the play COVID protocols, no crowds, yeah. bloody horrible weather conditions, like, well, not good weather conditions, but not really for rugby. Yeah. You know, like, it's, like, it really has all been thrown against them. The bloody Griquas and the Pumas, like, swapping squads and, like, and you know, like... Yeah. And the Cheetahs just bleeding all their best players to overseas. Yeah, no, yeah like, I was just fucking off to overseas halfway through. Like, I really don't... I don't. I think considering it's been pretty good. Yeah, I know we cancelled our Super Rugby, but I think that was less about the actual games and more about just think cancellations and trying to juggle squads at that point. Yeah, and obviously Christmas, like. Yeah, so I everyone think, was battling just to find time. Yeah, so I think all in all, I think we may have been a bit harsh, and in retrospect, you know, it's definitely wasn't the worst Curry Cup either. I'd argue. I think I've seen more. I've I've not watched more Curry Cup in the season than I did this season. Yeah. You've also probably been in your house more than you have in previous seasons. Yeah, true. True. There is that. But yeah, I think that <laughs> with that sort of eulogy for Curry Cup, um, next week is, or this weekend rather, is the start of the semi-finals. It's... Who's it? Province are playing at home, hey? Yeah, province against Lions. Yeah, province at home. No, province oh, versus province the Sharks. Sharks. And then Bulls and Lions. And then the Lions. A Yuxke derby. Adam, you keen? No. Oh. Um, Lions, always a, not Lions always a tough tough crowd for your for your beloved Bulls then, I assume. No, it's not. It's COVID. COVID, bro. Oh, so it's they're still playing. Like, like, the game's still, still there. That's what we're saying. Like, and I think that's what we need to sort of acknowledge as well the games are still there and yeah anyway um i think you should have a baby then then you'll understand <laughs> fair okay last let's go one. With baby <laughs> last last one let's say it's time to move into our previews for super rugby aotearoa's turn this weekend or this week um i'll be handling the bulls adam will be doing the chiefs and yeah Ben's gonna do the Hurricanes. Who would like to do, go first? You're gonna you're gonna do the Blues, Matt. Yeah. Oh, did I say Bulls? Oh, Bulls. I got yeah. the Blues. Sorry. Thank you. Thanks for catching that one, Ben. I, I mean, got the Blues. I should just make sure. Just, I'm just, in, just in case you started talking, you're on horses. I'm gonna say like yeah. the, the blue the Bulls have made a key signing. So, saying that saying that the Blues could actually 
could do with Johan Hoesen. Really do with Johan Hoesen. Spoiler, spoiler. But, but yeah. basically, I would say, I'm actually going through the teams here, I reckon Johan Hoesen would actually start for every New Zealand team. You think every? Oh, no, no, he wouldn't start for the Saders. I was going to say, like, Johan Hoesen yeah. better than Moanga, but yeah. But yeah, I remember... He could be, I don't even know anymore, like... I think we've all stopped watching him on purpose. Yeah, oh god, yeah, I really dislike him since he shot that guy. <laughs> oh, since he shot that guy, not since he like, oh, I'm retiring from rugby to get out of a fucking contract. Matt, Matt, I'm a tax lawyer, I'm all about manipulating the system, okay? Okay, no, fair enough. Okay, I'm not about shooting people, okay? No fair. Sorry, I, yeah, so some of, one of us is represented in criminal court, one of us in tax court. Guess who? <laughs> <laughs> I can respect the other questions, like, like, finding a loophole in his contract. Yeah, so, anyway, um, who wants to go first? Should we flip a Bitcoin? I, I'll go, I'll go first. Okay. Tell us about the Chiefs, Adam, and what, well, what, the Chiefs, what my favorite up se- and down yo-yo team has in, for, has in store for us. They have seven rookies this year. Olinaro, Simon Parker, Xavier Rowe, Rives, uh, Rivers, Rivers, excuse me, Rehana, uh, Tupavai, which is interesting. I don't know why he's... Tupavai um, counts as a... Oh, yeah, because I guess he didn't play proper Super Rugby, huh? No, it, oh, that, look, no, but he did play Aotearoa. No, he played yeah, Aotearoa. But, this uh, is like your... And this is I, I think he was an injury replacement, maybe. I don't That's quite remember. Possible. And then you got was, uh, Josh yeah. Lawton, and then Caleb Boschier. I don't know if he's related, probably, to, to Lachlan. So they've got Josh seven rookies. And in terms of ins and outs, uh, Solomon Alamali, he's left. He went to the Highlanders. Uh, they did get Propsioni Mafilero from the Blues. Uh, they did lose Nipa Lalada to the Blues. Interesting move. Oh, Lalada. Spoiling my blues coverage here. And then also Bryn Gatland, the the ultimate yo-yo man. He's now gone to another team. He's also now at the Chiefs. He's gone to play with Daddy. Yeah, he's mm. gone to Dad. Yeah, so, so Daddy's not as shit as he was last year. So our format, as we know... Um, shit, what's our format? Okay, I've done the end. Do some uh, you haven't done outs. Um, do well, it outs. wasn't ins and outs. It's just big. It's just big ins and big outs. It's yeah. not all of I them. I've done that. No, I mentioned the rookies. I said who's left and stuff. Um, so then I guess if we're going to talk about young ones to watch, uh, a bit biased here. Um, Toasty Otier, by the way, he's also going to be suiting up for the Chiefs. Um, he was, I think, on seventh duty last year. Attending an Asatero, he'll be interesting to watch. Um, in the back three. Also, uh, Quintu Pyre, we'll see if his good form continues. And let's see here. That's kind of it. So there's um, a big really. change that you've missed. Well, look, there's no, uh, there still continues to be no Brady Retallick. There also continues to be, yes. um, so Warren Gatlin's also not coaching this season. Oh, uh, yeah, was, yeah, that's true, that's true. Well, um, I wonder if I wonder if they cancel the Lions tour if you'll just start coaching. I don't think you will. Contractually, they'd be a bit messy, I think. Yeah, because they've by the looks so... of it, they've contracted someone else for it already. Yeah, I guess so. Let me just see here, Chiefs coach. That's Clayton McMillan. Oh. Oh, nice. 
Um, I mean, considering how they were last year, I think they they could do better. Um, otherwise, in terms of other young guys to watch, there's not really that many as such. It's mostly the same team as last year. Uh, a category we're going to be doing new this year is players, key players that got injured that the team could not do without. Um, and just having a look at this team, I would probably say. Mm. It sounds like a strange thing to say, but Tupavai, in a weird way, because at lock, the Chiefs are they're very live and experienced. Because now, um, and I tell Akoi, who actually acquitted himself very nicely. Yeah, he's a good player. He's also last a year. He's, and I got my no, not this year. I got my eye on him for for draft. Um, and Tupavai, so weirdly enough, it's one of those guys. They're so short of experience. Yeah, because I'm just looking at these other two, Josh Lord, and then Lachlan Mac. Mac one one. Yeah, I've, I've never heard it. Maybe they're like, so I assume they're professional rugby players. Paul is scoffing at us. They are pretty good, but... Yeah, look, yeah, I mean, Paul's Mitchell Brown... Like, oh, Ben, he scored two tries in round seven of them. He should ten. Like, come I mean, on. I mean, Mitchell Brown has covered a little bit of lock, um, but I mean, at this four, they are still stacked. they got Mitch Carpick... Lee Jacobson, Piga Saukula, Sam Kane, and Lachlan Bosch. Yeah. Shut up, um, Mitch Carpick. I find all new, most New Zealand teams at the moment follow a similar trend where they, they stacked it outside back and they stacked it loose forward. Yeah. And yeah. then they sort of, they don't, and then they, they're good at center. I wouldn't say stacked, but they've got good centers. And then apart from that, they, they sort of not, Strong, to be frank. Well, I mean, at Hooker, I mean, you got Nathan Harris, who was injured all of last year. Um, some of us only Taki Oho, he'll probably start, but I mean, who knows? Um, but the one you're right, though, because even a scrum half, got Brad Weaver, Tatua, Tua Rangi, he's there, Xavier Roby playing third string. Well, these teams probably have the best. Yeah, I the think... probably Brad Webb is probably the best scrum off in the competition now. Actually, it's Aaron Smith playing for the Highlanders. Let me look. I think Aaron Smith yes, is playing. I think Aaron Smith is there. So Brad Webb oh, is the second best. Okay, it's the second. Yeah, second yeah, best. But I mean, at centre got Anton and Brown. He's great. Quincy Parr was really good last year. Alex Nankerville, I'm a fan of his. He offers great value from the bench. But as you said, the back and, and the back three days they're still stacked. Etienne Masatoro, Sean Stevenson, Chase Tiatia, Sean Wainui, um, and obviously Damian McKenzie. But it was interesting, ever since he came back from his big knee injury that he had last year, he just hasn't really been the same. The best way to illustrate this, I was doing a lot of draft research yesterday, like writing up, writing up staff, ranking players, you know, as, as future champions try to do. I got my on Jeremy Thrush after my near title winning 2013 team. He was a bedrock of that. And I just noted how many players were above McKenzie. I mean, he's still, he's still a very good player. He'll probably be kicking off the tee. Especially because, I don't know, you've got Caleb Trask, he'll be back in Brown Gatland for the number 10 jersey. Still. He's there. Um, so, McKenzie, if you want to watch, maybe he proves us all wrong. So, so I, I mean, I, I kind of feel now he's, now he's down on a bit of speed. Maybe he should mm-hmm. actually play. Maybe yeah. he should play Ted. What, McKenzie, yeah. now that he's lost his sniping? Yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, I guess I guess just because someone's playing cock at fifteen doesn't mean they should play ten. But you know, like 
Maybe it's worth another go. We'll see. Even a prop, they, I mean, Angus Tayava, I'm a very big fan of his. Aiden Ross had a good competition last year. They got uh, Atumoli and they also Mafia. So across the park, they are right. It's just they don't have a lot of superstars, if you can put it that way. But I think way. that's... Probably Anson Brown that's always is, been is the big hitter. That's always been, like, the chief, chief way, though. Like, they've just got, yeah. like, 15 cats who can do something ridiculous on the day, and generally they don't. Yeah, like, there's, I mean, I used to D-Mac on reputation, Little Brown, um, I guess Brad Weber, he had a very good year last year. Uh, look, in the loose forwards, they definitely got lots of depth, and Lachlan here should be an all-black, he isn't an all-black. Otherwise, they're very workmanlike. So, they pack, they packed the struggle a bit last year, Um Look, the New Zealand competition is always so freaking tough. Um, yeah, yeah, money where your mouth is. Where, where yeah, gonna... I think they will come Oof. fourth. Oh, fourth. Yeah. I are we, think. Are we Hurricane... just rating Aotearoa now, or are we going to be cocky and rating? I'm just raising Arata. Okay. Um, no, just Arata. No, no, I reckon. Yeah. I believe the Hurricanes will come last. Highlanders third. Uh, this could be the biggest load of cuck up. Maybe they should come last. No, I'm going to revise that. They're going to come last. Who? Chiefs. I think they're going to come last. Yeah, I think they'll come last because the the Highlanders. Have they're they're gonna they're gonna come they're gonna come last or win it. There's no middle ground. Yeah, because the Highlanders have gotten quite a bit of abrasiveness about them. So between the Highlanders and Hurricanes, it's not much to choose from. I'd be even back the Hurricanes to come fourth. Highlanders third, um, Blues second, Crusaders first. So that's kind of how I see it going. I just yeah, they look they can beat anybody on their day as any team New Zealand can, but I just think that if they have a couple of just, key well, just like Ealing Trailfinders beat Saracens. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, there might be some fantasy diamonds there for us, but um, depending how the votes go in the group and the format, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be a bit of a tough time uh, for the Chiefs. So we'll see. Cool. cool. Ben, do you want to go? Yeah, um, I'm doing the... I'm doing the Hurricanes. Um, Here I am. Ins and outs. Pardon? Here I am. What? Like a hurricane. What? Rocky like dun, a hurricane, Ben. Uh, sorry, yeah. I was fo- focusing on my review. Sorry. Um, noticeable outs. I would say probably their biggest loss is TJ Perinara. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he kind of held that team together. I think he brought a lot of the so the chaos and stuff, like he was a, you know, he was a bit of an asshole on the field, which I think is a quality you want in your scrum half. And um, Jamie Booth was quite useful for the Sunwolves, but yeah, the Sunwolves is pretty much Jamie Booth level. No offense, Matt. None so, taken. Yeah, I think I think that's a big loss. Then they lost uh, Fletcher Smith, which I do not think is a big loss at all. Not a big loss. Um, then um, Ben Lamb, yeah, he obviously had a very good sort of season in when was it 2018, but since then he hasn't really been able to replicate. Anyway, he's off to he's off to France to go make some money, which is nice for him. Right. Then huge four sharks fans and listen up, uh, Corvus van Veek to Leicester Tigers. 
Like, yeah, I, I think just as a bit of an aside, I think Corvus's little move to New Zealand was actually a pretty, a pretty solid career move because, yeah, he did well. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then, as Adam said, um, Chase Tia Tia, who again, 2018, he had a really good season, but then he just kind of got pushed back a bit, I guess you'd say. Then, um, new signings, um, nothing, I'm just going to note two. One is the return of Julian Sevilla. Ah, the bus. Yeah, yeah, but the he's, bus. he's listed as a center. Yeah, well, that, that's kind of what I wanted to point out. He's listed as a center. So that... And I think he, a few highlights this one in France, he was actually playing 12. So which... what... What you're saying is, is he our next Nanu? Well, yeah, I think he could be relatively effective at center, to be honest. Like, um, oh, I don't know. Like, I guess, um, I guess time, time will tell if he actually plays there. But I think, I think he will play there because they do actually have kind of proper, more wing wings. Like they got uh, like Ryasi and. Um, who else? Uh, Wes Coulson and stuff. So I can't really see. Like I think it will probably is the intention for him to play center. Yeah. But then I don't know. But he like if you're playing like Lamapi and Sevilla at center, like that's very sort of you know it's quite obvious what your game plan is at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess he, I guess if he is covering centre, he would become a very useful twenty-three. Yeah. On the bench, which which would let you sort of, which would let you play a six-two split, which, you know, is all the fashion at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then um, quite an interesting one is Simon Hickey comes back. Well, he doesn't come back because he was at the Blues previously. I want to say. Mm, I think so. Yeah, and he was sort of the sort of the kind of Fletcher Smith sort of of 2015. So I wonder what his. I think he was in Scotland and France or something. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he goes because I think it probably is relatively likely that he's gonna if he doesn't start, he's gonna at least get some game time because. It's basically just him and Garden Bashop as as fly halves. And has Garden Bashop even had game time this season or last season? Yeah, yeah, not not really. Well, because also, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what to see what they do because their their weakness is definitely in their kind of their their axis there because. They got really no one of, like Jamie Booth, and then Luke Campbell, who I haven't heard of. Then that Jonathan Tiamatin, who Tau, Tamatene, yeah, who's. That's a first. He's not okay. you in a name. Yeah, nah. Look at you doing all your draft research. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see kind of how they go there because it is, again, but that's what I said. All these New Zealand teams sort of have. They got a lot of firepower to unleash, but I don't know how well 
that firepower is going to be unleashed, especially because a lot of them also strong loose forwards who are going to be putting a whole lot of pressure on these mm. relatively not great scrummers and fly-offs. So I don't know if we're going to be seeing, you know, outside backs running rampant as we have maybe in previous years. But yeah, um, I want to say the injury that will do the most damage to them would probably be Jamie Booth. <laughs> Jesus. Seriously. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. It actually makes your reasoning yeah, is sound. No, no, but I think that's just just because they, they basically, with TJ leaving, Jamie Booth, is a, he's a bench scrum half yeah. in, in New Zealand. And now if he gets injured, you know, you're playing your it's effectively their third choice scrum off will be starting, which, you know, it's not really ideal. Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise they're pretty well covered. They they weirdly stacked at hooker because they've got Riccatelli, Asafa, Moa, and Dan Coles. Yeah. Like, you know, they are necessarily stacked at hooker. Their locks are all right because they got, yeah. I want to see guys like Lawalker, Loberi, Loera, and, and La Pepe actually play a bit more because I think they're pretty exciting but you know I, th I think you need sort of one exciting lock and one one Scott Scrafton you know, lock fuck I hate Scott Scrafton since he tanked my one game with a negative 22 points or whatever he got he actually did well after that his average was deceptively low because of that game and he was like yeah. a sneak he yeah he almost steered. got his average back up to zero yeah 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 um, they one to watch will be Jordy Barrett because hmm. potentially he could end up playing fly half I think Ooh, biggest, sort of the, the biggest the, fly half in the league you know, if they go Jordy Barrett at fly half Lamapi at 12 and Julian Severe <laughs> at 13 every ball <laughs> we're just going to run it up boys we're just going to run it up bash yeah. bash it up offload just, just bash a it just a team of, a team of thugs uh, but yeah um I, I definitely think it's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a rebuilding year for the canes and i would say fourth place is probably I, most likely i am quite excited to watch peter Jensen. i mean they've listed i don't understand this they've listed, listed him here in the squad list as, a, as an outside back so it's a bit it, I, are they going to deploy him there? he's very good 13 yeah like he's uh, yeah, yeah but a... then they're putting Julian Severe as a center. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I just noticed that. He was excellent towards yeah. the back end of last year. I don't know if he picked him up in the game. No, I, no he's, a, he's a handy player. But he, the problem is he's, he's one of those players where his versatility kind of is hampering his career. Yeah. Like, in a way, if you're a center, you don't want to be able to cover wing. Yeah, because then you get stuck on the bench. Yeah, because if you're a center who just plays center, they sort of, okay, we're either going to start you or nothing. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess maybe you don't. No, but even to want like, the nothing, but yeah, still. Even to languish on the bench for longer than you necessarily need to, had you been forced into starting for the center at the center only. Yeah. Like there's the chance yeah. of someone sort of pole vaulting over you. And so you on the bench and some dedicated center not starting might actually get the starting nod over you because you're worth more on the bench. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it's... No, it would be an interesting... I guess someone like... 
Well, Francois Hochart sort of the classic victim of this, huh? No, I think Francois Hochart just got tattoos, and then Heineken Mayo's like, nah, fuck this, I'm Afrikaans, to the wing with you, I don't want to see you anymore. <laughs> yeah, true. Anyway, um... Okay, do you want to hit it, man? Yeah, so, blues. So, this is a weird one, um... The losses, so I'm going to call Tony Lamborn a bit of a big loss because as a loose as loose forwards go, Blues never had exciting loose forwards, and he's always just been a workhorse there, he's been in and out, so he counts as a bigger loss in their forwards pack. Uh, other more noticeable big losses were at Fly Half, where they lost both Bowden Barrett and Dan Carter, and at center they lost Joe Martin, and outside backs as well, they've lost. Stalwart Matt Duffy. Fuck, where's Duffy gone? Honda Heat. He's playing Dude. in Japan. Fuck. So like, I'm so mad. The the thing you said about the loose forwards, I I'm like no. No 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 I, look I no, to, no no no. Not to deny that. Look, they've got okay. They've got like Akira when he fires right, but they've also got Haskins Satutu, which is arguably one of the best loose forwards. But yeah, remove Haskins Satutu from the equation and. He's, he only played one season. Look back over five seasons. The Blues lose forwards. When Akira has a good season, he's fine. But they've only ever had a good loose forward at a time. The other two have always been solid, solid workhorses. They've always had like they've always had like a ninety percent perfect loose forward and like two sixty to seventy five percenters. Like they've got Dylan Hunt, Blake Gibson, Dalton Papali. Those cats, they're good. I'm not going to take that away from them. But Tom Robinson, he gives up 110 percent, bro. Yeah, but is he making game. is he making the All Black squad? No. Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> he's good. He's fantastic at Super Rugby, but he's not a superstar. Their Blues forwards have generally not been. They've got an superstar every season, and that's going to be Oscar Satutu, not Akira Iwani. Just calling it now. Um, so where I'm more excited about the Blues and why I just I called the Blues early to cover them, is they are now, thanks to Nepo Laulawa joining the squad, have a front row or prop stock of Alex Hodgman, oh, Jesus. Alex Hodgman, Nepo, Nepo Laulawa, Carl Tuanakafi, and Ofa Tuangafasi. They have two solid sets of fucking props right now, and then they. Shored up by James Parson and Kurt Eklund and Hooker. Also, which... Kurt Eklund isn't bad. No, but that's the thing. Like, so all their players are not bad. Their players are like a. You can use everyone who's not in the All Black squad. You can describe like I describe their fullbacks. You wouldn't be upset to have them in your squad. Kurt Kurt Eklund's gone. Hey, he's not in the squad. No, he's in the squad on Wiki. Not on the the official list. Oh shit! That okay. was released. Oh, well, where's Kurt Eklund gone? Shit. <laughs> I, like, I like me some Kurt Eklund. Yeah, same. I love Kurt Eklund. So now they've just got James Parsons and... Yeah, shit. Anyway. Yeah. Lux, not too bad. Uh, Gerard Cowley Tuwiti. No, fuck. Tuwiati. Ger- Gerard Cowley Tuwati and Goodyear and Tuipolotu. So, I mean, Lux, they've got a decent three and then a ca- one or two young cats. And it's not too bad. I think they also suffer very much like Ben was discussing with the Hurricanes at sort of the that backline forwards axis of scrum off fullbacks with so their their choices at fullback but better than the Hurricanes. Finley Christie, Sam Knock, Jonathan Ruru. Uh, 
no one's going to blow your pants off, but all have been around long enough. All of, I think, serviceable enough to play a Super Rugby game or two. I don't know who would... It, it, is, it is quite weird because they three scrum-offs and they're almost all at the same level. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, I don't know what to do, who I would pick yeah, up. Yeah, like, 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 I don't know. Like, honestly, any one of those could start or any one of those could be left out. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good place to be, I guess, as a coach, like as Leon McDonald, you know, just like, fuck it. These are the two scrum halves we have this week. You can like rotate your three scrum halves. Don't forget Jonathan. Um, Bowden Barrett must broke that record in training for whatever. And Jonathan Rue was apparently right behind him. So. That's what I like fitness or whatever. Yeah, it was that like speed thing. I think that suicide speed or something. It was like some speed thing that Rue was like Bowden like broke the record and like no one talks about Rue being like just just behind him. And then yeah. No, who got the, who got the silver medal in the last Olympics for the hundred meters? Not Usain Bolt. Um, no. Uh, I think it was Tyson. I, I want to say Tyson Gay. I think you might be right. I'm not. He? I won't challenge you on this one. Flowers. We're looking at Ontario Black, Stephen Parafita, Harry Plummer. I think slightly more obvious who the two favourites are, but almost the same boat as the Scrumhawks. Do you think Perifeta might play fullback? Yeah, I think he's going to play fullback. And Black yeah. will play to start at 10, I think. Yeah, I think in the absence of of Blues legend Matt Duffy, that's, <laughs> that's very likely. And, uh, and Blues legend Bowden Barrett. Yeah, and Blues legend Dan Carter. Um, yes. Yo, look, look at the name on this guy. Jacob Ratumaitavuki. Kneecaps. I just call them kneecaps. Neepkins. 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 Adam Neepkins. Um, Yeah, so... That's a name, eh? But have you checked how stuck their centers are? They've got Fainga, who's pretty decent. Rico Ayani. And they've got Talia still. So, I mean, Mm. Fainga and Talia as their their sort of starting center pairing is quite solid. Yeah, and Harry Plummer will cover cover 12. As well for winning kicking option. And I mean, so just wait, Fionni and Talia as they're starting. So you leaving Rico out? That's the problem. I don't know what to do with Rico. What do you do with a problem like Rico? Well, you play him at, you play him at 13. 13 no, and then Talia no, at 12. 13 and then Talia 12 and Fionni gone in the wind. Yeah, too bad. Yeah. yeah, and then, yeah, stacked with other Talia on wing, Caleb Clark. They've got this individual AJ Lamb who could be Ben Lamb in a disguise we don't know I like how, I like how AJ Lamb has five letters in his name and this Jacob guy is like 30 yeah he's like I know which one the co- which one the commentators Jacob are hoping to get the pass yeah I know which I know which one the commentators want to start yeah and in my yeah, anyway, and yeah, they've, so they've got settled wings and they've got some nice looking sort of youngsters that they've brought in. And I think, yeah, so for me, injury wise, if Satutu or Tui Pilatu go down, it's big problems for them. 
Mm-hmm. I think two for lot is yeah. He's a big he's a big leader. I think well. that's that's why I say if he goes down, it's not just that they lose a decent lock, it's that they lose that like Ash Dixon esque sort of old head legend in the squad. Because <laughs> there's no one else in that bracket right now, I think. Is is Ash Dixon the best player in the world? He's up there with Charlie Farmerina. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Good as Duncan Ware though. Oh, oh, Ben. I don't want to bring I don't want to bring Andy Good into the conversation, so maybe I should calm down. Yeah, careful, man, careful. Um, but yeah, overall, I think yeah, it's a solid side. I mean, even their bad players most probably wouldn't be out of place on any other squads except maybe the Crusaders. But even the Crusaders, I think, are fucked in like scrum off and so even even the spare third scrum the crusaders seem to be able to play with how to scrum off somehow yeah. but i i think the blues have a similar issue to the canes and almost all these teams that are are the the sort of the fire is the firepower going to get the ball in their hands yeah that's the thing so i'm curious to see how this goes but i think i'm comfortable it's the safest bet i think calling the blues to finish second this season yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. But yeah, um, solid props. I'm I'm excited, all round. Nice. Oh, um, I don't I don't feel I spoke about Celesi Rayasi enough. But if he's not like a th- second round draft pick, I was so stupid. Yeah, he's the leading, he was the leading try scorer in the um, Mitra Ten Cup. I must actually yeah. check on the yeah. stats at some point, but I'll do that instead. No, Matt, Matt, you know you don't draw from your head, you draw from your balls. True. <laughs> That's why I'm hoping for full flex bench, because then I'm just going to draft all four blues props. I will be stopping. <laughs> we only need one prop, I'm drafting all four, baby. Yeah, well, currently the bench the bench vote is tied between traditional and a short but full flex. Yeah, but if you include... Mm, Adam, Adam's asking, Addix uh, uh, is asking me to tie break. So, no, no, no. no um, I'm going... I can one man have so much power. No, 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 Ben. <laughs> you don't need a tiebreak because Ant technically also voted for full flex. Just dra- he dra- voted for a different drafting sequence. So full yeah. flex is technically uh, ahead if you want to point that out. Then you don't have to... But this is vote manipulation by, by Alex because what you do is you give the option you want and then you give like three versions of the same option that you don't want yeah so you you split the the opposition vote yeah alex studied politics he knows how these things work (laughs) except i think he's on the flex bench which where the two options are i think he voted full flex for the bench oh he voted for one okay then i don't know what's happening he voted so full flex bench um either drafted post the so everyone drafts their full squad and then we draft our benches full flex which is the winning one and then there's the one that Ant voted for which is full flex vote simultaneously draft simultaneously with your squad oh so so it's like do you fill up your team and then you fill your bench or do you do the whole squad everything simultaneously okay yeah that's yeah, the yeah. difference anyway um Jeez. 
that's enough <laughs> behind how the sausage was making. Um, uh, next week, I can tell you that Mitch, Mitch Evans. Yes, it's Evans. Well done. Of of yes. of, rag, of rugby fixation. Thank you of the rugby fixation podcast. He's going to be joining us um, from Brisbane at two thirty a.m. his time. For God a, bless him for a special edition of the Ruck Inspector. Yes, I, I've I've asked him to preview the force in the Rebels because we have no cooking clue what's going on there. Plus yeah, Matt, the task. Matt knows the force forwards and backwards. Plus yeah. the toss. I mean, I know so the Yabaras, so I know the force. Yeah, and the big announcement that when we combine forces, we become the Ruck Inspectors. Yeah. Our, new, our new combined podcast label. <laughs> Collab label. Hashtag yeah. PSP. So, yeah. yeah, yeah he, well, he, he, he PSPs, PSPs could be the... Um, the logo. We'll just do like a stylized version of, of, of PSP. PSPs with hands on hips. The classic PSPs pose. PSP yeah. standing pillar, hand on hips, about 10 meters behind the scrum. No, always like doing the bridge, always bridging over a ruck, staring into it. Yeah, just, just like once Bucky's has cleaned the ruck, you just go like put your hands on the, you put your hands on Bucky's, and then the ball, <laughs> you just stand by the ball. It's like he's doing a bench press. Um, <laughs> oh, cool, X. Yeah, thanks. Shot. Yeah, everyone, thanks for joining us. Everyone, thanks oh, for listening this far. And but yeah, our meat and potatoes are kicking off. Team previews. Um, yeah, we, we're about to, if I get stuck into it.